what is the best and worst advice you've ever received? Oh, let's let's start with the bad advice. Bad advice. Bad advice bad first. Okay. Advice um, first. Man, there's so okay. much. The, the list is long, really. Um, <laughs> okay. I think one piece of bad advice that I have been given is coming into a new organization. Um, I had, I got a speech about like, we really need you to be a team player mm. and other people on the team said, just say yes to everything that you can. That's how we'll know that you're a team player. And, you know, it sound like that could be good advice, It could, but it wasn't because <laughs> <laughs> what ended up happening is I got really good and really well known for things I did not want to do. I... And so the, the theoretical exchange is you do some stuff that you don't want to do, and then you will get the opportunity to do what you want to do. But in reality, I got so good at doing what I didn't want to do. There was no space for what I wanted to do. And that also wasn't how they saw me. They didn't see those capabilities because that's not what I was living out. Um, so I definitely, when I moved into a different organization, <laughs> I, I like, absolutely set strong boundaries around. If I'm asked to do something that I don't want to become my role, then I want to be a team player. I compulsively want to be a team player, but I will say, I'm happy to do that this time. However, this is not how I want my role to go in this organization. You know, this is, this is outside of my job description or, you know, whatever the case is, um, I'll do it this time, but let's not make it a pattern because this is not where my passion lies. And, um, it's actually been really well received, which I was afraid going into the next organization to do that. Like they're just going to think I'm a prima donna, but I think people really like clarity for you to say, yes, I will help. If there's no one to do this, I will help, but this is not what I'm looking for here. Mm. Um, and I feel that every person I've actually said that to has taken it really well. And they have then said, Hey, we really appreciate you doing this. How can we set you up for success in what you're really passionate about? Um, so it's, it's always been positive setting good boundaries around what you say yes to boundaries, a Love theme them. here at the Kimberly yes. coach. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Worst advice okay. that you've gotten. So worst advice I've gotten. So when I first started teaching <laughs> like the higher level, high, te highly technical Microsoft courses back in the day, back in the day, um, I, one of the older instructors, ah, I just go and just wing it. So I did that one class. I would never, I would be like in a corner, just like rocking. <laughs> yeah. It didn't go, it didn't go well. As it turns out, you really should know something about what you're talking about to go teach a high level mm. Microsoft class. Who knew? Right. Makes well, sense. I mean, probably everyone, everybody. That yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So just wing it. <laughs> do you yeah. know what I do think is that really seasoned instructors or speakers can go into a new environment and just wing it, but it's because they have, decades of experience yes, yes. they have mm -hmm. sort of like a repertoire that lives in their brain yeah and mm -hmm. there's some muscle memory there and they can just kind of like ride that muscle memory agreed but it's because agreed. they've prepared previously it's right. not like they just showed up the yeah. first day that way yeah no 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 like yeah if you've been doing <laughs> that kind of work for 20 years oh my gosh you know you know something about it something, something around it then yeah okay you can kind of <laughs> wing it a little bit more but what um, did you do what did I do? Yeah, like when you were winging it and it was not working. What? Well, fortunately, they're five day classes, and so after the first day of just winging it, I went home and spent awful. 
pretty much the next 10 to 12 hours without sleep, studying the material, soaking it up again, and making sure I knew exactly word for word, joke for joke, what I was going to say the next day. And I did pull, I did pull a rabbit out of the hat. Not going to lie, of course but, of course. but not never just winging it again. That's not, that's not a thing, you know, um, that, uh, that, that I recommend <laughs> terrible advice. I think it's a skill you have, like you, you can throw Ben into just about anything and he can probably, you know, swim instead of sink as the saying goes, perhaps, but I don't think it's a good strategy. It's not, it's, <laughs> it's not, it's not good, what you want. <laughs> it's something good to have in your back pocket, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, let's talk about good advice. Good advice you've received. Okay. Again, there's a long list. Uh, I was thinking about this today and I, I was kind of like, ah. but the thing I want to talk about is when I was working at a church, one of my coworkers, his name was Callan. And Callan, if you're watching, like, what's up? Um, man, I, I was really in a learning curve in terms of, speaking from the stage at that point, <laughs> I would give announcements and I would just be like the most awkward. <laughs> and I, was, I had a very like sensitivity to feeling awkward. And what would happen is I would say something that was maybe a little awkward and then I would get really in my head about it and I'd turn bright red and I'm a highly bright, bright red. red. Like my bright. arms would turn red, my arms blush, I learned in church world. Um, thank you for, to my pastor who took a picture of my arms blushing. I was like out of bounds, man, but <laughs> I really was, I was so sensitive to, to feeling awkward. It, it became like this thing that was kind of like in my, my friend, Kellen used to, we would like go have coffee and he'd be like, what awkward thing did you do today? And I'd be like, here's a list. But eventually <laughs> he told me, and I, I just remember so clearly, he said, you know, if you just laugh when something awkward happens, everyone else will laugh. When you laugh, everybody gets permission to laugh and they just move on. But when you freak out and you stumble through it, it just gets more and more awkward and nobody gets to move on and everybody's trapped in the awkward. Oh. And so learning just to like laugh off those like human moments, um, that was probably 15, 18 years. I mean, it was a long time ago, but it, it really shifted things for me. It really made me a lot. 2006. So, <laughs> well, I bet 2008, 2009. Okay. All right. Um, so uh, it really gave me a lot more permission, I think, to just be a human being. <laughs> I was just so scared to not be perfect. And then once I kind of made peace with it, like just able to laugh it off, it made me less scared. That in turn actually made me less awkward. Also recently, I got to go to a concert with John Foreman and it was this hilarious tiny yard concert by like on the stage of a little Airstream trailer. Very cool. But one of the things he said is that the awkward moments are spiritual moments because it's when we're at our most authentic and we're not like performing well. That's when we get to be who we are. And I just was like, yes, yes, John Foreman. So the awkward is spiritual. Laugh it off. Move on. It'll be good. All right. All right. <laughs> so my good advice came from my dad. Ah. And he said, don't have a TV in your bedroom specifically specifically don't watch tv as you go to sleep every night especially when you're mad mm -hmm. because then it's a distraction from actually talking about something that's actually needed mm -hmm. you know to, to to communicate and and discuss 
And I think that that, um, well, we do have a TV in our bedroom. We don't watch it as we go to sleep. Yeah, we don't ever. Know. We actually, so, it's only recently, we've been married. We just celebrated 20 years. 20. Um, and it's only in the last year that we've had a TV in the bedroom. And it is primarily because my mom lives with us. And so sometimes we just want to watch different shows and it just makes it a little easier, but we never watch that night. Only like if we're, if we're sick, if one of us is sick or something, yeah. we'll hunker in, but it's not on very often, yeah. you know, and it's definitely not a, it's not a central part of our life. You know, it's like, we're not, we're raising our life to make sure we see our <laughs> shows, quote unquote. Yeah. Also they're all streaming now. Oh my God. So different, <laughs> different topic. Okay. All but right, I do all think right. I remember that conversation with your dad and we, we had just gotten engaged and um, he had recently been divorced. Yep. And so he sat us down and he, I think it was like hours, but he I was like, six hours. It was here, like six hours. Six, Here's all the things six. that I did that you should never. My do. guess is it was like three hours for me. And then I went to bed and then it was like three more hours. <laughs> That's probably true. There's That's a certain true. point where at the Danny and Ben show that I'm just like, okay, peace out. But, <laughs> um, he said, when you watch TV, as you go to bed, you can ignore, you can pretend that everything's probably fine or it'll just work out and you don't have to face the person that's upset and like see they're upset because you're mm. paying attention to something else. And then by the time you figure it out and, and tune into it, it might be too late. And so um, we've always really guarded that space. Yep. So yep. thanks Danny. So to our listeners, <laughs> welcome to the Kimberly and coach show where we bring you actionable practices you can use the inner leadership and collaboration today. I'm Coach Kimberly's right next to me. Today's conversation is about you best you guessed it, advice. Advice. How do you give it and take it? Yep. We work with companies around communication patterns um, and team dynamics. And a lot of times friction comes from bad communication, right? No. <laughs> you can solve the communication, you're like halfway there, maybe like. 75 percent oh my gosh right um but one of the face things that really factors in the bad communication is often like power dynamics and relational dynamics around giving and receiving advice and so we thought we'd spend a whole episode just talking about advice yeah so before we jump in kimberly okay. can you define some of the terms that are kind of in and around this topic of advice because i think there's some distinctions mm -hmm. that need to be made. And when we understand those distinctions, um, I think clarity can come very, very quickly <laughs> just from these three things. Absolutely. I think it's really important when you're giving or receiving advice that you know that what advice is and isn't. And so there's three words that I want to kind of parse out. And the first one is advice. Um, the second one is feedback. Like I'm giving you some feedback. And then the third one is to give a directive. And so let's talk a little bit about the differences there. So when you are giving someone feedback, you are generally giving them input on what has happened. Like it's, it's, it's past facing. So when you held this meeting, the way that you talked about this wasn't very clear. So I'm just letting you know, you might, you know, Think about that as you go forward, which then you're adding a little, little tick of advice, but feedback is usually uh, past facing. Um, and it can be input that is just trying to make a process or a product better, but it's not necessarily telling you how you have to move forward at all. It's just giving like, this is what I've observed. Um, versus advice is like, here's how I would do it. Like, this is what I think you should do. And then 
when we are in, especially a power dynamic, like you are the boss and you're talking to your employee or you are the parent and you're talking to your kid or you're the teacher and you're talking to your student, when there's that piece of power dynamic, sometimes you are telling them what to do and they don't have a choice. And I think it's really important to clarify that that at that point is not advice. <laughs> that is a directive. <laughs> so when I tell my kid, um, before you play video games, you need to put your laundry in the washing machine. He's not like, let me, I thank you for, thank you for that advice, mom. I will take that into consideration. <laughs> like, no, you're yeah. about to lose some internet accessibility, you know, because I'm giving him at that point a directive, right? Mm. And so if, if I am a person's boss and I want them, you know, in the future, this is how we structure meetings. I would like you to do it that way. That is a directive, that is not advice. But if somebody's coming to me and I'm their boss and they're saying, you know, I, I led the last couple of meetings. What do you think? Do you have feedback for me? Do you have advice moving forward? Then I could say, you know, when I, when I run a meeting, I try to structure it this way. So what I would do is this and this and this. Now they're going to hold that advice and they can decide if they want to use it. But I'm not saying they have to do it that way. Right. I'm just telling them like, this is my advice, mm -hmm. you know? Advice always has that idea that you could you could follow it, might even be wise to follow it, but you don't have to. This is just my opinion, you know. Right on, right on. So, when we're talking about giving advice, mm -hmm. you know, um, when we give advice, I think it's also very wise to ask the person maybe what they actually want. <laughs> do they want advice is that what yeah. they want mm -hmm. do they want a sounding board do the validation do you want actual advice do you just want like a, like time to rant which is okay you know you can make i can make yeah. space for people yeah. to rant empathy you know? processing right and that's that's a valid that's not advice mm -hmm. <laughs> but i think also when when we identify when those things happen what people actually want then we can we could respond more appropriately, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I think it can be really, really useful in a conversation where a person is bringing a problem up to mm. say, what are you looking for from me in this conversation? Do you, would you like advice? You know, um, would you rather I just listen? Would you like clarifying questions? A lot of times people would like to hear more for you to help them process than for you to tell them what to do. And so instead of giving advice, you could ask a question. You could just say like, oh, wow, sometimes people are looking for validation. Oh my gosh, that sounds hard. Wow, what did you do? You know, they're just looking for it to process their experience. They're not necessarily looking for advice. So if you ask, like, would you like my advice? Then, then you at least get to know. And they might not know. You might ask them like, what are you looking for from me? And they will be like, mm, uh, yes. If they, by the way, if they answer with a yes, there, where there's a question mark, they're probably not looking for actual advice. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't you want know, to offend you. Then but... it's just time for just doing a little active listening. Like, I hear you saying mm -hmm. this, and you reflect it back. Like, oh, that's so helpful. Thanks for all the advice. Where I'm like, cool. <laughs> uh, no problem. I'm I find it is far there. more likely that someone will thank you for your advice when you haven't given any, <laughs> like when you just listen and clarify, ask good questions right? and, and, you know, 
like what I'm hearing from you is this. Mm. Um, people will be like, wow, this was so helpful. Thank you for your advice. And you'll right. be like, right. I did not tell you anything to do. Right. Um, but sometimes people do want advice and it's sure. good. Then, then you can say, okay, you asked, so here's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's just a really good communication tool. And especially, um, if you are in a position of power and you ask, like, would you like my advice? And they have that question mark at the end, then tread lightly because they might not feel like they can say no to that. Right. Also, sometimes people aren't sure if what they want is advice and they might still say yes. Like, Okay tell me your advice. But at that point, they're at least sentient of, you know, you asked if that's what they wanted, they said yes. And then it also gives them permission to change their mind. You know what? I actually don't think I want advice. I think I just want you to listen because now you've asked what they want. And so it's, it's framing the conversation in terms of what they're looking for. And they might figure it out mid (laughs) mid advice giving from you like, Oh, I don't, this is not what I want but you've put it into the question of like, what, what this is for you. So what do you want? Right. All right. Mm -hmm. Let's switch lanes a little bit. Let's talk about receiving advice. (laughs) Everybody's favorite. And I think that one of the initial questions that we want to, we want to ask when someone wants to give us advice, I I think one of the questions is, do do you want advice? Are you available for that? Mm -hmm. Because lots of people have lots of ideas and lots of, lots of ideas about how they think that you should do a thing, you know? And again, is it really advice? Is it feedback that you can kind of sort out after, Mm -hmm. but I think one of the, I think that's a very good beginning place to, you know, to see and do a little kind of a little self-check. Like, am I, am I available for this? Is this a thing I can do right now? Because if it's mm-hmm. sometimes if you've got, you know, like five other fires you got to put out, which in the management world, which is what you're doing a lot, right. Is you're putting out fires over and over and over again. Um, hopefully they're different fires, but sometimes they're not. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> you <know>? they're not. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's just, wow. You're like, wow, yeah. this is the same thing, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. Um, but what kind of, you know, what, boundaries around the time frame that we can think about, you know, what are the kinds of things can we do to check in around? Are we really going to be open for that advice? Yeah. I think one important question is to know whether you want advice, which you just touched on, but I also think how knowing how open you are to advice can help you internally process the conversation. And if you are not one, I would say, it's really useful to find language to say that, which can feel really scary, but it is okay in a conversation to say, Hey, thanks for looking out. I'm not actually looking for advice right now. I need to process this myself. Um, I would like to sit with this before I take any advice. So you, you can kind of pre-practice some phrases. Um, Hmm. and that way you can, you can just set a boundary. Like this isn't what I'm looking for. You could also say, you know, I'd love if someone's offering advice that you don't want and you don't want to seem disrespectful or um, like you're not honoring their expertise, you could cap the time. So you could say, you know, I'd love to hear your advice, but only have five minutes right now because there's these other three things on fire or I have, I'm walking into a meeting or I need to prepare for a meeting that's coming up. And so you could say like, is there, could you nutshell your advice? I'd love to take that into my thought process. Um, and then I think it's also good to have some good boundary phrases around what 
you will do with the advice. Um, because I think sometimes what happens is someone gives us advice and ultimately we choose not to follow it. And then people's people can have hurt feelings about that, especially if they are our boss. <laughs> now, if you are the boss, I would say, if you have hurt feelings that someone didn't take your advice, then it probably wasn't advice. <laughs> you framed your directive as advice and now you're surprised they didn't take it. Um, Which can be a problem, by the <laughs> don't way. Don't do that. I mean, it's amazing. I've had people say, <laughs> if I, here's my advice to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm listening. I'm like, this is not advice. <laughs> this you is how I need to do this. Or, you know, we may have additional conversations with HR and or the unemployment line. So, you know, just saying. <laughs> Definitely not advice yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, no longer is this advice. This is now yeah. a directive that you need to follow. And understanding the difference between the two and communicating the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Clarity is kind, as Brene likes to say. Oh, Brene. Right? So let me ask you this. Okay. Um, we've all been in a situation where someone starts giving us advice, whether we ask for it or not. <laughs> yep. And we, within like the first 30 seconds, you know, you are not going to follow that advice. You know, they're saying, if I were you, I would blah, blah, blah. And you're thinking, I am not you. And I will not, like, I will not be doing that. Right. What, what do you right. think you should do in that situation? So I'm completely stealing a page out of this tech magazine that okay. I read a long time ago. Uh-huh. Um, and the phrase is, thank you. I'll take it under consideration. <laughs> I love it. Which, you know, I mean, it's respectful enough, you know, and, and I think if you say that, if it's, if you have that on repeat, I think that people are going to be like, yeah, they're not actually being genuine, you know? <laughs> so I think you should probably only pull that out of your back pocket when you <laughs> if you're know, actually going to take it under consideration. <laughs> well, I mean, you want to have an open mind when people are saying these because you just never know who's going to give you the next key to the kingdom, you know, mm-hmm. and the weird things, the weird conversations that I've had with people. I'm like, Oh, I can't believe I'm stuck in this convo. And then they say a thing and they're like, Oh, <laughs> you know? So, you know, you mm-hmm. want to have that somewhat openness, but also you need to have a way to cap it and, mm-hmm. and have a phrase in your back pocket. So the, that, you know, that you want to, you want to be cool. You want to be respectful they're giving you their time. They're giving right. you energy here on this. Mm-hmm. You, you may not necessarily be able to take the advice, you know, or really do right. anything with it. And that's the other side of that equation is that, you know, you, people can, people have given me million dollar advice that I could use that could have used to go out and make millions of dollars, you know, but I couldn't take it at the time, you know, because I'm like, Oh, just go out and buy an apartment building. Sure thing. Okay, sure. You know, <laughs> on my steak and shake salary, you know, like I made 70 bucks that night. And it was a really good night when I did. Now, I'm not buying an apartment complex with 70 bucks, you know, from tips. So, you know, it's just like mm, good advice, but uh, not the right time. I feel like there's a whole season in our marriage where people would say, you should just go do this and this financially. And we'd be right. like, sure, we'll uh, just head to the yeah. bank right now. But we're sorry, always bro. being sarcastic. I do think you can say, thank you for your perspective, as well as I'll Mm -hmm. take it into consideration, like, or I I really appreciate seeing your perspective on this. I want to hear from some other people. I want to think this through carefully, but your perspective is helpful. 
and you're not committing to anything. Right. right. There's a, there's an episode of, there's the show of the good wife. I don't know if my, it's like kind of defunct now. It's been off there for quite a while, but there's this scene where someone is advising her. Don't say yes to anything. Just say, all my options are open to me. I'll be making decisions in the next 48 hours. And so for like years, we have just, you know, people say stuff and Ben, ben or I, one of us will be like, all of my options are open to me. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, you know, like you want the person who's investing time in you to feel like you've heard them and like you value that time that they're spending. For some people, that action of giving advice or the feeling that they're helping you is a currency that they're trading in. They, they want to feel like they've been helpful. And so what you don't want to do is receive their advice in such a way that it feels um, like you're just tolerating them or you're disrespectful. Patronizing. Patronizing. Yeah. Oh, that's so helpful. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you can, you can appreciate what they're doing without promising to follow it. And I also think in terms of listening to someone's advice, even when you're like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. It's sometimes really beneficial and wise to still hear it, to listen all the way through, because you might not be able to follow it right now, but you might down the line be like, oh, I see why they were advising right. that. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should have listened. And there's something about hearing it the first time will make it come back for you in a way that you can then implement it later, even if you don't feel like you're in a place to implement it right away. Yeah. 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 You might leave wisdom on the table if you're not open to advice. Mm -hmm. For sure. Mm -hmm. Are there times that you have to take advice though? Well, <laughs> I think there are directives that are phrased as advice. And so when, if you have to take it, then it is not advice. The very like cornerstone of advice is that I'm going to tell you what I think you should do, but you have the agency to choose what you do. If you do not have the agency to choose what you're doing, then you are not really receiving advice. You are receiving a directive. Um, but that being said, I think there are times where if you are, if there's, unless you are certain that this is the wrong step, it might be worth taking advice that you're resistant to, mm. especially with people who are mentoring you, who have invested in you, who you have strong relationship with and a lot of respect. You know, one of the things that Ben and I really think about is the person who's giving us advice, do they have the results that we want? Yeah. So if they <laughs> don't, then we will consider their opinion, but we are far less likely to prioritize it. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes people have really great advice and they don't have that result. And there's lots of reasons for that. Um, so it's not a universally true statement, but it is like a good metric. It's a good kind of yeah. vetting test. Yeah. But when someone who has the result that we want is giving us advice, even if we don't like the advice, I think there's a space where you should sometimes take it anyway. And even if it doesn't quite work, you will learn from that. But it's coming from a trustworthy source who's invested in your success. And so there are just things that when we are new to something, we can't see. But That's somebody true. who's been mm -hmm. in a long time will be able to see. Right, right. Yeah. So I think also from a, a good practice to pick up is also don't take it personally that people don't take your advice. You know, I've advised... Yes. Oh my gosh. I have seen <laughs> hundreds of people, 
hundreds of people. I don't want to black. I'll brag for a second. But um, <laughs> oh boy, here we go. I know, right? So I've, I've helped to I've helped to launch a lot of careers over twenty years That's in true. the That's IT industry. True. Yeah, still doing it today, actually. <laughs> but um, also in the publishing industry. Also, yeah, publishing. You know, so we I've had a lot of a lot of place. Yeah to to provide advice mm -hmm. and you know what i have told people to i could i like <laughs> laid out a script for them like how can i do x where mm -hmm. x is a thing i've already done right yeah and i'll say awesome i know exactly how to do it here's what you do here are your five steps <laughs> you know? and people have done this to me too right there's yeah. like hell oh you want oh, to yeah. here's your five steps you know and then you know i provide this advice and then they do none of those steps none of those steps they will do everything except the, for the steps and they're like your advice didn't work and i'm like yeah i guess you're right i just didn't know what i was talking about <laughs> guess um, you're right. something didn't work you know, uh, it's just <laughs> it's amazing you know it's amazing i've had you know hundreds of people ask me thousands probably now <laughs> how to take a, an it certification exam and i tell them you know, and then they do everything except for that. And then they're like, I'm like, I, I you know, I can't take a person when they don't do it because, you know, I, I gave them my part. They have to do theirs. And I think that's an understanding that when you're in the advice yeah. space and you're in coaching space, you do your part. They do theirs. If they can't do theirs, that's not on you. Yeah. It doesn't mean your advice was bad. doesn't mean your guidance was bad, you know, but... Yeah, I would just add to that, that when you are in a space like coaching, consulting, therapy, um, mentoring, and you are giving advice that is not being followed, it can feel really futile, like the work is like spitting in the wind. Um, but I think it's really important to have a good internal boundary about what is your work and what is not your work. Mm. And as people who work as consultants in the business space, we come in and we work with a company and we literally, we don't work at that company. We can't personally put anything that we're advising into play. They have to do that. And sometimes they don't, they're like, wow, thanks for your input. Thank you for your perspective. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes we say, you have to sign this paper that says we advise you <laughs> to speak to your lawyer about this or whatever the Here's, case is. So that is. it's clear, like this was our advice. And then you, now you get to decide what you do. Um, right. And if you can't do that, if you, if you don't have that strong internal boundary, which I sometimes struggle with, you can start to feel responsible for every person's agency outside of your own, which means that you've got a lot of energy going into areas that you don't get to control. You know, imagine the level of energy waste there would be if you're upset about every person who didn't follow your certification speech, which <laughs> oh I gosh. could give you just from being like in the room next door for the last 10 years. <laughs> um, you're like, he has like a set of things when people say, how can you make money on the internet? He actually has like a whole speech. Almost no one he gives it to ever does those things. Almost no one. Uh, but the people who do make money on the internet, you know, yeah. probably millions. If we, if we knew how to make millions on the internet, we would be millionaires, which we are not yet. But the point is there, there are things that we know that we're able to show people like, here's, here's something that would really be beneficial for you. And if they go for whatever reason, nah, or I really don't have the, mostly it's usually they don't have the space or the habits that would support that kind of work. Yeah. 
and you spend all your energy being pissed off about it, you're going to burn a lot of energy. That's not productive in your life at all. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you might feel like a failure as a coach, but you're not the one who gets to do that work, you know? And so as you are giving advice, it's really good to know where the work stops. Like you are listening to what they're going through or what they need. You're, you're sharing your observations and you're saying, this is how I'd move forward. And then you set that down. Now it's theirs to own. And, and you go back to your life. You go right. to you the next go do thing. Your thing, right? Yeah. You do your part. They have to do theirs. Yeah. That's where you got to leave it. Yeah. So, you know, one, you don't want to take it personally for them because that's going to create like a, an uncomfortable feeling where they don't want your advice. Cause you might, if you, if they decide otherwise, then you're going to be all upset and that's going to hurt your relationship. So they don't want it, but also you don't want it because it's right. going to waste your energy. For sure. So to you, our dear listener, thank you for tuning in to the Kimberly coach show where we endorse party lights, taco trucks, <laughs> and late night laughs, preferably all at the same time, all at the same time and place. We'll see you next time. And place. How do you do it all at the same time in different places? Well, you know, like because of COVID and you know over Zoom and stuff, and you know that's just, true. You know, kind of put it. Austin just hit stage three. We're going down in the COVID numbers. Yeah. So closer Austin. and closer to just getting to hang out in person. Yep. But yeah, I, I see your point now about the same place. Man, hanging out in the same place is so lovely. <laughs> I appreciate it so much. Yep. More. All right. That's it for this time around, my friends. We'll see you next time. Cheers. Thank you.